Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per flight hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per jet card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us slash points. Thoughts and prayers are with the people of Emilia-Romagna as they undertake the cleanup effort caused by the biblical flooding that also canceled last weekend's race at Imola. Our minds are now focused on what's next. For that, we have to cast our minds back to another time. A time when glitz and glamour flirted casually with legend and myth. On the streets of Monte Carlo in this tiny principality, icons such as Grace Kelly, Steve McQueen, Sophia Loren, Sean Connery, and others took in the sights and sounds whilst Winston Churchill cast an intimidating glare over the harbor from his own personal suite at the famous hotel. All this star power juxtaposed rather fittingly, complemented with the otherworldly Formula One stars and cars of years past. V12 behemoths, such as the Maserati 48 and the Ferrari 125, driven heroically by strapping men like Fangio and Ascari in polo shirts and leather helmets. Throughout the years, these streets have raced other cars for glory, like the dashing Graham Hill, the calculating Nicky Lauda, and playboys James Hunt and Nelson Piquet, who always soaked in the atmosphere. We've also seen titanic, career-defining drives, like the one from Ayrton Senna for Tolman during a rain-soaked 1984 event. His duels with Alan Prost marked a bygone era in F1, whilst his heroic scrap to stave off Nigel Mansell's Williams for the win in 1992 marked the beginnings of the ultra-high-tech Formula One we know today. However, there was one last gap of a more mechanical time with the introduction of the V10s with greats like Mika Hakkinen and Michael Schumacher tearing through the Monte Carlo streets, their V10-powered cars wailing as they went past. The V8s of greats like Kimi Raikkonen and Sebastian Vettel followed before our current hybrid V6s benchmarked by the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton came into the picture. 
Whilst this may have sounded more like a wistful history lesson, pining for days gone, there is a race this Sunday, or rather Saturday. Indeed, of the 70 or so races held here, 48 have been won by cars on the front row, making qualifying a very important. Wins from outside that grid spot are rare, although last season we saw just that, as the street king Sergio Perez took victory after starting from third. This also saw the beginning of an apparent season-long grudge with his teammate Max Verstappen, as he was convinced Perez crashed intentionally to prevent Max from taking pole. Will we see fireworks between the two again as they tackle the 19 turns of the 3.3-kilometer famous circuit? They'll only have one DRS zone to rely on as they navigate the streets of Monte Carlo through iconic corners such as San Devot, Mirabeau, Casino, Portier, the swimming pool, Tabac, and Rascasse. Formula One was rightly called off last weekend, but now it's time to dock your yacht in that famous harbor, pour a glass of the finest champagne, and watch the pinnacle of all motor races. Because this is the Monaco Grand Prix. Wow, hell yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the In the Points podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe. And we were gracefully able to hear one of the most impressive track previews and preambles that this podcast, nay, any Formula One podcast, nay, any podcast in the globe has ever heard with that amazing track preview from one of our co-hosts and i have to introduce him stefano sedano stefano hell yeah brother fired up what up what an intro to this week's podcast fired up what up red flag nation that's right i was channeling my inner wordsworth mixed with a healthy dose of jeremy clarkson to uh introduce this historic race uh i'm fired up can't wait uh like i said in the intro thoughts and prayers with emila but we've got another race to look forward to this sunday fired <laughs> up guys Hell yeah, and another hell yeah introduction, Sam, the DRS Russell, our other co-host. Sam, I mean, how do you even follow a introduction that Stefano just gave? One of the more special trackside previews, but... Uh, you all you do is follow it up with the hell yeah, brother. Uh, hell let's yeah. fire this podcast up. It's good to see my boys. Um, it's All-Star Weekend. Uh, it's All-Star Weekend. Um, I'm very excited to get into it. Uh, maybe talk about some possibilities of uh, maybe changing up some formats like we did last year. It's All-Star Weekend. Let's get into it. Yeah, Hell for yeah. some of our newer listeners, uh, last year's Monaco preview, we basically fixed Monaco. Anyone who knows anything about the sport knows, and as Stefano pointed out in his track preview, um, if you basically aren't first, you are last. It's a Ricky Bobby track. Um, the person who starts on pole wins more often than not. Very difficult to overtake. Very, it's. I think we described it last year as the Monaco Grand Procession. Um, and last year, Sam, you're right. We fixed it. We said turn this weekend into a skills competition. Something crazy, something different. You know, F1's trying to play with the format, removing the practices, adding sprints. You don't need any of that nonsense. You don't need any of that junk. Give them like mini Coopers and make them drive around the track, like the entire circuit there. Put them in like tiny cars, like maybe the smart cars. Um, put them in go-karts for all I care. Like it just make it a wacky weekend, right? Sam? Yeah, crazy, crazy uh ideas I think could really work at Monaco, like a 2001 Saab versus like Mick Schumacher's like 1999 Ferrari, like something like that. Just fastest laps, uh, 
fastest pit stops. Would love to see that. Monaco yep. should be our all-star weekend. Um, and maybe one day we'll get it. Just don't just don't have them drive in that awful Citroen Ami that Matt drove us to Monaco in. Uh, yeah. You'll see you'll see footage of what happened on our Instagram page. Terrible, absolutely terrible move by me. Bend I mean, it, man. Bend it, absolutely bend it. Um, you know, not unlike earlier today, a couple binning. But um, Stefano, you you missed a key celebrity in your trackside preview um, for this week's episode. You missed the infamous Tony Stark, who jumped out of out of uh, the crowd, walked down, no training, hopped into a Formula One car, and drove around circuit in Iron Man Two. He's not How a celebrity. He, he, he's a superhero. There's a difference. Yeah, you still missed him. Like he's uh, also dead. Yeah. And is he... he? According to Marvel lore, you know. They, they've released dozens and dozens of movies that explain away his story and ultimately end with his death. Yeah, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert for who, whoever's not seen. God, what movie was that? You lose track with how many they released. Endgame, man. Endgame, Endgame man. That movie Endgame, sucked. Thanos was right. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty crazy weekend. We'll get into some more of that later. First, first order of business, thoughts and prayers with the people of Imola this past weekend. Man, we we underestimated that natural disaster. It was not just rain that just flooded the track. That was like scary type of stuff. Um, we will be putting a, a donation link in our on our description. Um, you're able to donate uh, and follow suit with so many. Now, what will you, what will you commit to right now? Come on. I'll, I'll commit $100 right here on the spot to donate How much? to people of Imola. $100. Cheap, Sam, would you man. match that? Sam, would you I'll match that? Yeah, I'll go a thousand bucks. The people of Imola. No, you Jeez. won't. Will you match a hundred? I'll match a hundred. Will you match a hundred, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I'll match a hundred. All right, we're all donating a hundred. Why can't I? I'll go a thousand, man. No, you won't. I know you won't do a thousand, but you know what? I'll do a thousand if you do a thousand. Listen, every penny counts. Every penny counts. It's not about the money. It's about donating to a good cause. Um, and you know, guys, it was actually pretty cool this weekend. Like you saw like people you didn't think that were going to be rubbing shoulders, like Lewis Hamilton calling out Yuki Sonoda for being on the ground, helping the people. Like it's just cool to see like the F1 drivers kind of come together and like support each other. Like Yuki was like shoveling water around, uh, the streets of Imola and trying to help the people out. Lewis Hamilton put him on his main page was like really good looks for Yuki, like really leading from the front pretty cool um yeah. you know i mean i thought it was interesting like max did that like super um that super day of of sim racing where they had the qr codes lando norris crashed um so you know like lewis max lando yuki like the main guys of the sport were all out you know putting their their best foot forward to try and help the people of imola but man what a what a scary tragedy really sad but thoughts and prayers with all the people um, and hopefully that they are they're doing state they're doing well and things are 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 safe yeah uh really not much else to say there very yeah, uh very very, all very, very historic flooding there um you don't really see it very much but no. we're not we're not experts in weather we're not experts in that sort of thing i will say guys i called it i mean i did call it you, yeah, you did which brings us to our our next topic for today sam i owe you a prize yeah, you do. 
you called it. It does not count at all towards the the golden ass. But you, it should though. I now, think if there, if it, I think if we end up tied, this would serve as a tiebreaker. I'll be very honest. I will give you credit for this if I get triple the points when I went perfect weekend. No. Thank you. Okay. So you don't get anything for this, but I do have a prize for you. Um, it's not. It, it's going to be in the mail tomorrow. You'll have it for Monaco weekend. We will take a picture with it. We'll be together this weekend uh, for the race. We'll take a picture of you with it and post it on our main page. Um, I am going to share it into our chat right now so you guys can uh, see it both real time live. Actually, I'm just going to share my screen and then I'm going to show it to you. And I'm going to describe the reactions for our listeners of what it is. So, Sam, this is your prize for getting it right Whoa. i've gotten you a wow. pirelli wet tire keychain <laughs> as That's a token cool. of the wet weather prediction you had this past weekend at imola so congratulations sam um you earned it and promises made promises delivered uh that's not the price I paid because I didn't go to this place, but uh, yeah, I got it on say, Walmart for like a, I got it on Walmart price. for like fifteen bucks. But yeah. uh, thanks, Matt. This is very cool. Um, I yeah, I earned this one. I nailed that. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for the prize. I'm not sure the functionality of a like a mini wheel going in like my pocket, but um, we'll find out, and I'll keep the uh, listeners updated. But thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah well, you know, Sam. No yeah, thanks. Give us a full review. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a full review. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, I don't think at any point that I ever think that you were going to be using this in practice. I thought that this was just going to be like one of those things that you put in like your drawer or in like one of those plastic bins probably on your desk. But um, yeah, you know what? Now that you say it, I expect to see you use this every single weekend. Um, I think yep. that'll be pretty cool. So uh, yeah, congrats, Sam. Wet weather Pirelli. It's an official Pirelli tire, by the way. It's an official wet weather tire. They took a big tire and they shrunk it down and made like I a bet you it doesn't wear down at all. Huh? I bet you it doesn't wear down at all. It doesn't. No, it would take a lot of it take a lot to wear it down and then it becomes closer to like slick intermediates, but um no, yeah, it's it's going to be a good keychain. You're going to be you're going to get good grip with that thing. Um and it's going to fit nicely into your pocket. So, I'm excited to see what um your wife thinks and congrats. So, yeah. Fire it up, man. Oh yeah, yeah brother. brother, fire it right up. Um, so moving on, big topic, guys. Sam, this one's got to be a pretty big stinger. Lewis Hamilton in talks to potentially be going to Ferrari. Now, that has come from the WTF1 account, and that has come from Sky Sports as rumors. So now, granted, it is only a rumor. Toto Wolf believes that they are definitely going to come to terms. Um, he says that they've done this every time. This is something that they're used to. They will, they're very honest. They're more friends, blah, 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 blah. Sam, do you buy or sell Toto Wolf saying they will come to an agreement or do you buy or sell Lewis and cherry red with the prancing horses? Okay. Let me first say this. I would love for Lewis Hamilton to go to Ferrari. I think, and only under one condition that he replaces Carlos signs. I would love to see a Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc super team at Ferrari. I think that would be so awesome to watch. Um, so I am rooting for it to happen. Um, I love Lewis. I would, I would love rooting for Ferrari. I'd love rooting for him. Um, so I want that to happen. But I'll say this. I don't think there's any chance it happens. And I'll tell you why. Lewis Hamilton 
his one goal right now for the rest of his career is to win another championship. Like that's all he wants. That's what he's got his eyes on. Um, and I think he's been around the sport long enough and ha- understands at this point, Mercedes is going to have a way better chance of winning a championship in the next couple of years than Ferrari will. Um, he'll have a better chance to win one at Mercedes. Like it's just that simple. I think he knows that. Um, and that's why I think he sticks around with Mercedes. I don't think he's dumb enough to go to Ferrari and get screwed by just a system of losing there. So do you think that Chuck Leclerc is dumber than Lewis Hamilton? Because you said he wouldn't well, be dumb enough to go to Ferrari. So you must be saying that like Chuck well, no, is I mean, it's, dumb. It, it's, well, it's, it's different. Well, you, you have to compare Leclerc, Leclerc wasn't going from Mercedes to Ferrari. He was going from Sauber to Ferrari. Totally different situations. It's like he, it's... It, Mercedes has a better chance of winning a championship than Ferrari does in the next couple of years. So why? I totally he... agree with that. I totally agree. Like, if you're gonna make a move, if you're Lewis Hamilton, like, why move? Like, you know the team, you know everything. Like, you're at the end of your career a little. Like, not like the end, meaning like, oh, it's it's over and like he's done. But like, you really want to at his age and like in his kind of place in his career, do you really want to start with a brand new team? I also think that he has enough years left where. There could be another opportunity for him to go to Ferrari in like, you know, three years. Like if he I wants to think- do like one or two years before he wraps, like hangs it up, hangs him up with Ferrari. I think there's still be an opportunity to do that. Like he doesn't need to do it now. Yeah, you're right. Before he has to hang up the overalls, he, he can do something else. But like, do you think, Sam, like why is all of a sudden, though, the biggest media outlets who kind of play in rumors, but this is like a pretty big rumor to play in. Like, why? I, be- well, sudden- I believe it. I believe it's happening. I think but Ferrari. Why? Trying- I think Ferrari's trying to make a big move for him. I mean, like, why would? Why wouldn't you if you're? Ferrari? No, no, no. But like, Lewis has plenty of money, so like, it can't be about the money, right? I don't like, think it's- yeah, no. I- There's a report that came out today from. Of course, Helmut Marcos, always trying to stir crap up, who said that Lewis wants to be the highest paid driver on the grid, and he's not anymore, and that there's some money motivation. I bet you. Oh, so you guys, do think that's about the money? I mean, think there's. I think there's. Yeah, I think. I think it's about the money to an extent that that's the reason they ha- he hasn't resigned yet. I well, don't. I don't think like that's the driving force around what team he's going to drive for. But I think it's not done yet because he's probably wanting more money. So that's interesting because I would think like Lewis Hamilton's got so much money. Like it's almost like the Tom Brady back in the Patriots, like willing to take a little bit of a pay cut because he just wants to win. And like he's got so much money type There's of thing. So many like, other guys yeah, that, who one drivers want are not the respect of that. having that of being that top guy. Yeah, he like want like he thinks it's of it like a like a trophy, like a yeah. championship, like yes. winning a race. Like I deserve yes. this because I am the best of all time. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Pardon me, and I deserve to have the biggest payday of anyone on the grid. So it's almost like a little bit of so spin zone question: Is ego going to get in the way of Lewis Hamilton racing for Mercedes? No, because I think in the end he'll stay there, even if he has to take a little less than what Ferrari's offering. I mm. think. I think the staying. You think on Toto board, will pay it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he I, will. I think that's the other thing. I think Toto's going to pony out. I think he's using it as leverage. If any, if it's about money, he's using it as leverage to get a bigger payday out of Mercedes. Let me let me play this. Let's Take. play a little bit of what if. You know, I'm a big what if guy. Newest segment for the podcast. What if? What if Lewis Hamilton goes to Ferrari? 
Uh, I think Carl's no- uh, Carlos Sainz is a great uh, filler for him, and you think Carlos will go to Mercedes? So what if Lewis Hamilton goes to Ferrari? We think that Chuck Leclerc stays, and. Do you think that Mercedes has a backup plan or do you think they take Carlos? Do you think it's a driver swap or do you think that somebody in the Ferrari seat goes somewhere else and somebody else on the grid gets bumped? Does Carlos go back to Red Bull and replace Sergio? Then where does Why Sergio still go? Another year? What if Sergio wants to go to another team? Why would he leave the top team to go somewhere else? Yeah. What if he gets pushed out? Would Danny Ricardo go to Ferrari? No. no. What do you that, think? That what do you think? Do you think it's just a simple swap, or do you think if let's say Ferrari picks up Lewis Hamilton, who do you think Mercedes goes after? Do they they don't put Mick in that seat? They don't promote no. Mick. No. Do you think they take Carlos? He's a free agent. All I think. Yeah, that's what I think they take Carlos as a. As a let's see what happens in this next year. If we don't like him, we can try to make a move and have a lot of planning to do. But he's a great fill-in driver. Like he's there aren't many other guys out there who could become available that would be better than him. Take yeah, Albon. Williams is a, is a sister team. Oh, would they take Albon? I think they'd keep signs of Albon. Mm. Yeah, signs is probably one of the more solid number two drivers out there. What if Chuck is the one who wants to leave Ferrari? Then he's a great. Great Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, he'd be great in Mercedes. He'd be look real good in those black jumpsuits with the the silver arrows. Sam, the last question I have in this segment of what if, what if Lewis goes to Ferrari? Who are you more rooting for next year, Ferrari or Mercedes? Ferrari, for sure. I want to see Lewis get the record. And um, I think that would be my main motivation. Stefano, do you think that that Lewis could win with Ferrari, given how poor they are at running strategy and how good? And like when I say poor, I mean relative to Red Bull and Mercedes. And I actually think Mercedes might be some of the kings of strategy. Um, do you think that Ferrari is going to be able to deliver what Mercedes was able to do for Lewis over the last decade? Um. Or do you think he loses races he should win because the pit wall just doesn't know how to like actually run a cohesive and crisp strategy? You know, the whole strategic thing is a little tough to say. Um, I think in the short term, that's kind of not going to be able to be fixed. But with Lewis's influence and his sort of hands-on approach to, uh, you know, just being a, an overall key member of a of a of a team. I think he improves just everybody around him. This whole rumor mill and the discussion we've just been having reminds me of his move from McLaren to Mercedes uh, 10, 10, 11 years ago at this point. And that move was hugely criticized because he won a world championship with McLaren. Mercedes were an upstart team. They had been, they had uh, been resurrected by when they, they were previously Braun GP that folded Mercedes was resurrected from that ashes. Um, And, you know, they just were a team in the doldrums. Um, I think only like a podium or two from Nico Rosberg and Michael Schumacher at the time. And it took, it took a year. 2013 was, they, they notched a couple of race wins with Lewis and I think Nick Nico as well. But then once the regulation changed, they dominated. And I think if it doesn't happen now and Lewis still wants to continue to race, into his 40s like his uh 
his stablemate Fernando Alonso, his old rival, is doing. I think when the regulation change happens in 2026, I can see him wanting a fresh challenge and building uh, a new legacy somewhere else. Um, I remember him speaking all those years ago when he joined Mercedes that he wanted to mirror Michael Schumacher when Michael Schumacher moved from Benetton, who were winning championships in the 90s. He won two championships with Benetton over to Ferrari, who were a team like they are now, who hadn't won anything in like 10, 15, 20 years at that time. It took a few years for Michael to build that dynasty that we saw in the early 2000s. And, you know, he cemented his legacy as him and Lewis right now being the greatest F1 drivers of all time. So I think Lewis may want that sort of uh, opportunity again to build another team up from nothing. Thanks for that TED talk, Stefano. I was couldn't uh, have said really it better insightful. myself, Stefano. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys both think that Lewis is staying at Mercedes. That's kind of the takeaway that I have here. But Stefano, with a really insightful take, that come twenty twenty six, bold. Per- Can I put you on record? Lewis Hamilton is not going to drive for Mercedes in twenty twenty six. Yeah, might as well. All right, we'll come back to this episode in twenty twenty six at the Monaco Grand Prix, and we'll come we're, back to you gonna, saying. We're going to pin we'll this be at the Monaco Grand, Grand Prix in 2026. We will be hosting the Monaco Grand Prix in 2026. Actually, here's my prediction in 2026. Monaco is not on the calendar. That's my bold prediction. Here's why Stefano Domenicali from F1 is just like doing so many crazy things that I think he could just like accidentally not renew this. And I think like when Bezos and Musk take this over, like Monaco is going to be like probably replaced with like hovercraft races by 2026. So like all the drivers are going to be like driving in the air and like Monaco is going to just be like, whatever. If Musk takes over, it's going to be AI controlled races. Would you, would you still watch if he had like, let me ask you this. If he had 20 drivers on the grid and then added a team of Tesla and it was driven by two robots, like human robots, like I robot robots, not like a machine driven car. Yeah. I know. know I still watch F1. I'd be so in on that team. Like Tesla, like Tesla prime. And like the cars are like painted like Optimus prime. It's like Amazon prime plus Tesla with like AI, like people from like her driving the car. And like yeah, they're I'm like in, people, like they, they get out of the car and they like wave to the fans and they like do press conferences, but it's like all robots. It's like it's literally like I robots, but like taught like they're people. Like they're they are like like Yeah, I get Matt the concept. And Sam driving it. for Team Tesla. Tesla F one. They're like robots. That. I would hate that. The drivers already the the drivers already have so little personality that it's kind of like robots are driving. Exactly. So, like, who's to say that some of those people on the grid aren't actually robots? Matt, would the robots go to, like, that annual dinner with all the 100%. drivers like, at the end of the season? And if they won, they'd have to pay. I wonder where they'd sit at that table. Somewhere I think one of... Uh, like, who would they be buddies with? I think one of them would be buddies with, like, Yuki, because I think it would think, like, Yuki was, like, some, like, like alien. So I think they'd be like talking to like Yuki, like, oh, like this is like goofy person. Like, I think they would and sit next to Yuki, Yuki and Yuki love the robots because Japanese in 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 Japanese like uh, media, Culture? no media, oh. like shows, uh, anime, that kind of shit. Giant robots and robots in general, are like crazy popular for some reason. 
Oh, I mean, they're popular with me, and I don't. I'm not like Japanese media. Yeah, there's Matt's a, a big anime guy. Yeah, you're big just a anime weed. guy. But no, seriously, I'm a big Animaniacs guy, and I think if you put an AI robot in a car, I would watch. Why wouldn't you watch Stefano? You wouldn't uh, watch a Tesla branded robot driving a Tesla car. I would just play the F1 game at that point. I mean, you know what? You guys don't see the vision for the future, Stefano. You're just going to be like, you're. What can you say? Like, don't mind Stefano. He's just Italian. He doesn't get it. Like, what's maybe, that supposed to mean? He's I mean, not perverted. He just he's just Italian. He's just Italian. He's just Italian. Um. All right. Well, you know, guys, like Sam, any crazy ideas for how to fix Monaco? Like, maybe they drive the track in reverse one year. Get rid of that chicane at the end of the tunnel. I think that I actually. Would, I think that I would actually, kill somebody. I heard an idea uh, today that I actually really like. They do qualifying like the Indy 500, where you just go out and there's like one car like on the, uh, on the track, and you have like, a like six hours to like do qualifying. That'd be kind of cool. But that if you the, every lap you every every other lap you do though, your time's deleted. Whoa! So you can only go out like once. Well, like so you go out once and you set a lap, and if you want to improve. And you go out and you're slower, it counts. Yep, it counts. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I think I'm, they should I'm, drive I'm the entire course, the entire track in reverse one year. Like start the opposite way and go the opposite direction. Wouldn't that be crazy? Like flip the entire grid. I'm more like, imagine coming down them. where they like going around that chicane to go into the last turn. Dude, I'm more in favor of putting them in like Mini Coopers and just tiny, tiny city cars. And Hell yeah, them. brother. Maybe put them on Vespas. Yeah, that'd be sick. Sebastian Vettel would win. Sebastian Ve- Sebastian Vespa. Um, all right, guys. As as we look ahead to the weekend, um, time to do our predictions. We do our predictions early in the week before anyone else can see the cars out on the grid. We're the only podcast to do it before practice sessions. It's very easy to do it once you've actually seen the cars out on the grid and they've tuned the cars. Um, guys, podium predictions and poll this one is big because this counts to the golden ass for our listeners we are tracking whoever gets the most predictions uh or the most uh, race winners correctly at the end of the season will receive the da, 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 drum roll please da, 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 the golden ass um stefano has with him in his presence the gold donkey um for whoever gets it right right now i believe i'm in the lead with two and each both stefano and sam are tied in second with one Correct race predictions. Last weekend, unfortunately, disaster struck Imola. None of our predictions came to light. Um, Except mine where I said it was going to get canceled. And mine where I actually said that they should do the uh, electronic racing, the e-racing, and they actually did some of that. I think Max won. So I think technically I won because the only people that raced on Sunday in and on Imola, virtual or not, was Max, and he won. So I think I actually am now up to three. But, guys, Stefano, let's start with you. The Monaco Grand Procession, who do you have on pole and who do you have on podium first through third? Uh, Despite Charles Leclerc's tumble, in the annual uh, F1 drivers charity football match for the Monaco Grand Prix. I'm going with Leclerc on pole Uh, for the race. Because of all this talk, I'm going with Lewis Hamilton as the race winner. Uh, Leclerc finishes second and Max Verstappen P3. Dumb Dumb predictions. I don't care. (laughs) Dumb. I'd like to hear yours. I mean, uh, gladly. Are you thinking like 
Mercedes's brand new Ferrari. I mean, their cherry. Red, I mean, their Red Bull side. I mean, their new car concept is going to be ready for Lewis Hamilton to win in Monaco. Like, really? That's your prediction. You think that they're bringing a brand new car concept onto track, and he's going to magically win the Monaco Grand Prix. And he's going to tune the car correctly yeah, on, the, on the toughest street circuit. Here, I, I have a different prediction. I bet you they don't even bring the new car concept tomorrow. No, they already said they're going to, so that's... No, that's a lie. You're already wrong on that. No, they're not going to. They're going to bring... I mean, maybe they'll borrow the Red Bull car. That's what it looked like. They already painted it red for Red Bull, or did they paint it red because the Mercedes is losing Lewis to Ferrari? I don't know. Seems a little peculiar, but Stefano, I think that might be one of the worst predictions of the entire two seasons worth. Worse than me saying Carlos Sainz had no shot at winning a race at Silverstone and him winning the race at Silverstone. That's how well, bad I think your call is. He is a three-time winner of this race. So. He's going to be in a brand new car on the toughest street circuit, the tightest track on grid, and you think he's going to This is a seven-time okay. champion we're talking about. Okay. All right, Sam, who do you got on, on podium and pole? First of all, Stefano, I actually really liked your predictions. Yeah, of um, course you do. Dude, and, you're a nail gun, you know that? Yeah, and uh, I I hope if mine don't come true that yours do because I, I really like that and think that would be a fun uh, race. For my predictions, I'm actually going to follow a little bit in Stefano's footsteps here. I think Charles Leclerc is on pole. Um, he's Mr. Pole. He's Mr. Saturday. Great, he's had great qualifying uh, at Monaco. Um, Has he? Yeah, he crashed like two times in a row in the last like three he years. Pole. He was on pole last year. The, he was on pole two straight years. The or the year where his car his car broke down on the uh, yeah, formation he lap, he was on he pole, and last year he was on pole too, and mm-hmm. should have won, and got screwed over by a bad strategy like he did ten other times during the year. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll continue. He's been great. He's had great qualifying sessions at Monaco. I think he is on pole, and then I think he converts. I think he breaks the Charles Leclerc curse at Monaco. And I think he gets his win. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. And it would be amazing if it happened. I think Verstappen finishes second. I think it's a great race. Um, and I think Leclerc holds him, holds him off at the end. And I think on the third step of the podium is Lewis Hamilton. Wow. And I want to say Sergio Perez. But I, do, I think if Sergio can stay on track, I think he actually finishes ahead of Max this weekend. But I think something's going to happen to his car. Um, maybe he crashes. But for some reason, I don't think he ends up on the podium. I think Lewis rounds it out. I do think Mercedes, I know Mercedes is bringing their new package. It's not even a package, their new car to the track. I've heard good things about it. That was set up for Imola, though. Not to say that the same concept changes aren't going to help at Monaco. I think the Mercedes is going to be pretty good this weekend. And I think Lewis rounds out the podium. Wow. Hell yeah. Like those. So two predictions. Pretty good. So you think that the the Monogast driver gets that monkey off his back, finally gets the home race victory of Charles. Yes. I mean, guys, like I I think that it's going to be really difficult for whoever's sitting on pole this weekend to not win. Um, I listen. I want the golden ass. I said it in a lot. I'm going to say it again. Max takes pole. Max takes P1. Like cars fastest. Very difficult to overtake. Um, he's out for blood last year. Felt like he got robbed. Um, even if he starts P2, he's going to 
they're they're gonna they just have better tire deg this year. He's gonna probably do a better strategy, go a little bit longer, do an overcut, whatever. I think he's gonna win. Um, I think Fernando Alonso P two. I think. If he gets it right, he is the type of driver that can hold up that grid for an. I think he did it last year with like Lewis when he was racing. Like he held up like an entire train of cars in that Alpine against the Mercedes, against a bunch of cars. And he was like laughing all the way to the bank. So, like, I think if he can find a way to put his car up onto like the second row and get like a pretty good strategy, I think he can. I don't think you need to be the fastest car this weekend. I think if he is in P2 or P3, he is going to finish P2 or P3, even if like the new Mercedes car is the best car because he's just going to hold the entire pack up. Um, and then, you know what? I think George Hamilton is actually your your third podium of the weekend. Um, he's just been, he's been driving pretty well. I think that Mercedes probably can find and unlock something and maybe they do have something, but like, I think he's just such like a grinder and he's been hungry for, and he's been doing pretty well that I think that that might be your, your third podium. I mean, like guys, like I'm just kind of diverging from you a little bit here to kind of spice it up. But like, I mean, I could see Lewis Hamilton on the podium this weekend with that new car concept. I think it is a little premature. Um, I like your prediction, Sam, that maybe something does happen with, with Checo's car. I think that could, I could see something like that happening. So I think I'm hedging against, that I still maintain that I think the Red Bull is the fastest car on the on the track by a long shot, but like it doesn't matter at Monaco, right? Like it really doesn't. Track position is everything, even if you have the fastest car, because it's so damn hard to overtake. And that's that's kind of how I'm rounding it out. So Homer take Max. Yep, he's gonna win. Nice, real bold. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, so I want the gold mask. Decide who's on what third. happens. Like, until I can be proven wrong, why would I bet against it? Prove yeah, that George, some other car can. I mean, he hasn't won every race, Matt. I mean, he basically has. Like, not really. I mean, he basically has. When you win from ninth and you start tenth and you come in second, you like you're basically winning every single race. And that Red Bull has won every single race. So until someone, some other team can prove that they can beat the Red Bull, like I'm not going to bet against the Red Bull. Like we're winning. They're winning by like twenty seconds. Like. Prove me wrong. I hope Mercedes does. It will be far more exciting as a fan of the sport if somebody can challenge them. I hope you're both right. I hope we come out of this weekend tied for the golden mass. But I don't think Ferrari can. I think Stefano is right. I think the only – and Sam's right. The only team this season who can actually challenge and compete with Red Bull is going to be Mercedes with this new car concept. And you know what, Sam? I hope you're right. Because if you're wrong, man, oh man, we're back to the drawing board with this season. Yeah, hopefully, it's hopefully their new car is not a stinker, right? Like if they're if they can't pull it off in the next month, the season stinks. Unless, yeah. like, tell tell me I'm wrong. Is there another team like this? Is we're putting as far as I'm concerned, our podcast is putting all of our chips into the Mercedes new car concept to save the season to make it actually interesting. Otherwise, it's going to be Red Bull versus Red Bull for 17 more races. And, man, does that not sound fun. Yeah, because yeah. Ferrari right. at the moment just <laughs> not have any idea what they're doing with their car. They seem to think that everything is okay. They're not talking about bringing any upgrades whatsoever. Where does Ferrari finish the season, guys? Distant third. Ahead of Aston Martin. You think? Oh, is that forgot, you really believe that? Aston Martin. I still think they're going to finish ahead of Aston Martin. 
Yeah, Lance Stroll is not competitive enough to get Aston Martin up the table in the constructors. I don't know about that. I'm a pro Aston Martin guy. See them in see them in Austin. Can't wait. Guys, final thoughts oh, heading yeah. into the race weekend, the Monaco Grand Procession, anything, any other final thoughts? Sam, I'll start with you. Um, I'm very excited for All-Star Weekend, you know? Um, you, you, and Matt, you touched on it earlier. You got to really soak in Monaco weekends because you don't know how many of them we're going to have left. So um, yeah. cheers to Monaco. Hope we see some cool celebs. Hope Pitbull and Bezos are there. Um, and hell yeah, brother. Fire yeah, Tony Stark and uh, Stefano. Final thoughts, man. Heading into the the race weekend, man. I can't wait. Feels like it's been forever. Been putting in laps on on the F one game, grinding away, and now I'm happy to see some actual racing again, even if it's going to be a bit dull by comparison. Yeah. Bonus segment. Wait, how many race wins do you have on F one? Video I game. just I just uh, recorded my ninth online race win. Hell yeah, nine! Out of, out of, What's that uh, winning percentage? Oh god, I I have eighty three races total online. Let's do the the math real quick. That's gonna be like nine ten percent. Nine point two percent. Whoa! Wait, where's the um? Who's the most statistical winningest driver? Well, let me pull this up really quick for our fans back home. Gotta be, gotta be Lewis. I feel like he has like a 30, 30, something like that. All right, hold on. So, all right. So they ranked this by, but first like number of wins as well. So like there's some that are ahead of him because they had like one race, but Lewis Hamilton, 32.7% race win percentage. Um, Hold on. Let's see. Stefano, you're at 9.2. Yep. All right. You would be slotted in between Gilles Villeneuve at 8.96% and Mario Andretti at 9.38%. In between a world champion and a driver who, uh, despite his untimely death, was regarded as like the best driver that people had ever seen at the time. Yeah, and, Mar- and Mario Andretti. <laughs> Yeah, and and a, a name that's coming back to Formula One for 2026's regulations with Ford or Cadillac. Can't wait to see an LS swapped Formula One car. Hell yeah! Wow, what a hell, what a hell yeah bonus segment. So Stefano is right up there with the Andretti. That's that's pretty pretty freaking special. Good company. How do you top that going into Monaco Grand Grand Procession? Hell yeah, Next brother! I'll inform you of more race wins, hopefully. Absolutely. Hell yeah, boys. All right. Well, Monaco Grand Prix, tune in this weekend. We can't wait. Um, Hell yeah, brothers. Fire it up. Fire it up.